0: Love talk Radio. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. My name is Dr. Angela Loria. I am the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the Difference Process for Writing a Book That Matters. Every week on Book Journeys, we talk to an author about their book journey. Everybody's story of becoming an author is unique. And our books often take us on journeys we never expected to go on. Um, This week, we are going to be talking to Coach Jim Johnson. Uh, His website is coachjimjohnson.com. And he is a speaker, a basketball coach, and he is the author of A Coach and a Miracle. Jim, thanks so much for being on the show.
1: My pleasure. Uh, Thanks for having me, Andrew.
0: So tell us about A Coach and a Miracle. What's your book about?
1: My book is about, uh, I was very blessed to be part of a, uh, an inspirational story with a um, high school student. Uh, his name was Jason J. Mack Uh and he was autistic. He still is autistic, and uh, he uh, was my team manager, but he had a dream about uh, trying to play in a high school basketball game, and so he... Uh, Uh, Kept with our program. He was our team manager for three years, but what made him unique was that he uh, tried out for the team all three years and unfortunately didn't make the team. So for his senior year, when I brought him in and told him that he wasn't quite good enough to be on the team, I shared with him that I wanted to give him a gift. And the gift was I was going to put him in uniform for our final home game, which was uh, our senior night. And He uh, got into the game with just over four minutes to go, and he shocked the world uh, and shocked, I think, pretty much anyone in any part of this planet uh, when he scored 20 points in four minutes, including six three-point shots. Uh, And so uh, after that uh, dramatic game, uh, we got a lot of publicity. And uh, it really got me thinking about, because uh, I'm very big into my own personal development, and uh, people started to ask me, are you going to write a book about it? And so I wanted to write a, an evergreen book. So certainly the story is sprinkled throughout, but I read it, wrote it as a life lessons book, and I take you through chapter, chapter, and actually the first six uh, chapters are the six uh, keys that I talk about in my keynote on how to make your dreams come true. Uh, and then we talk uh, in three other chapters, uh, some other, I think, essential points. And, and uh, that were relevant to the book, and so it's a very much a life lessons book. We've gotten a lot of uh, really nice reviews about it, and um, you know, we're very proud of it. I wrote a, I actually had a co-author, and he was a uh, high school classmate of mine that actually uh, had two sons on the autism spectrum. So the JMac game uh, touched him deeply, and uh, so it was a it was a it was a great process. And uh, the book is, uh, as I said, has been out now, and it's uh, we've been very proud of it.
0: Well, that um, I actually remember that story as for me, it was the first like viral video I saw. Was that it must have been in two thousand five, two thousand six? It was it was almost pre YouTube, I think.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it it became very viral, and uh, there's been over millions of hits now uh, on YouTube uh, that show the uh, the video of the game. So it uh, yeah it. Uh, it it was it exploded like uh, it was incredible. So.
0: Wow! I can I can only imagine what that would be like now that video is even more popular than it was back then. Yeah, um, I know
1: it's uh, crazy.
0: Wow, that's just an amazing story. So, um, a lot of times I talk about what inspired people to write their book, but clearly, um, your your inspiration was right in front of you. What what was it that made you actually um, decide to write it down? You said a lot of people had said to you, were you going to write a book about it? Why did you say yes to that, to that call? Because people get that all the time. You should write a book. Your life's amazing.
1: Right, um, right. Why would you do so, uh... it? Well, you know, certainly because it it gathered so much publicity, and I think it gave so many people inspiration and hope. And um, back in 2006 when the game occurred, um, you know, autism was just starting to become a little bit more prevalent, but there were still a lot of questions to be answered. And so, in fact, right now the latest research I've seen is that one out of every 68 babies born in the United States are going to be on the autism spectrum. So it's a pretty staggering statistic. So I thought, you know, when I um with this story and with all the the years that I had coached, I thought this would be a wonderful opportunity to give people hope and inspiration and write as a life lesson so they could could Make them think, and you know, because uh, one of the things we talk about is, you know, developing your own personal mission statement and having a direction in life. And we talk about goal setting in the book, and so uh, uh, it was a way that uh, you know uh, we had a, a really inspirational story, but it was a way that I thought I could expand it with um, all the lessons I've learned as a being a teacher and a coach for a long time, a uh, way that I could give back and try to help as many people as I could.
0: That is, uh, yeah, that's what we're all about here, writing books that that matter, writing books that make a difference. And this is a story I know that made a difference in millions of people's lives. It's an incredible story to have been a part of. What is it now that you wish you knew before you wrote your book?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing is that um, uh, really establishing uh, a platform of of, – Being able to reach out and, uh, you know, really, you know, keep people abreast of the book and, uh, you know, having a a systematic marketing approach. Um, That was was probably my, you know, both myself and my co-authors' biggest mistake is that uh, uh, I think we... Assume because of this story had been so popular that you know the book would just jump right off the uh, the shelves and
0: uh, you know and uh, one thing I've
1: really learned about books is as is good as the book and we're very proud of the book if, if you don't do a great job of you know getting that out and people being aware of it uh, that uh, you know they they can die in the shelf so it's a uh, so I think the biggest lesson I learned is, is I think you just really. As you're thinking about writing a book or starting writing a book, is really put together um, how you're going to market the plan, uh, the book, and also and how you're going to, you know, reach out to your platform. You know, through all the obviously social media has gotten very big, uh, and it was you know back then it was, uh, you know, getting there, but now it's just extraordinarily big, and so you got to really stay on top of that. But I think that that would be the best lesson I could share with people is that you you got to be Uh, you know, establish a platform and find, you know, and really come up with a strong marketing plan of when this book comes out of how you're going to reach as many people as you possibly can.
0: Yeah. I mean, so here's, Scott, you have both sides of the coin. I could talk to you all day. Um, So what most people that come to me that want to write a book, what I find most of them think is the way to get readers is to write the best book possible. And so they're focused on what's going in their book, and they're focused on their writing style. And, um, you know, to have a book that makes a difference, there is a threshold that you have to meet. You know, there's kind of a bare minimum writing standard. Um, But once you meet that threshold, you, you need two things to write a book that makes a difference. You need a powerful story, a lesson, something you want to teach. Clearly, you had that. And then you need it to be in people's hands because it's not making a difference in a box in your basement or on a shelf on Amazon. And so I think that for so many people, what they're expecting is the reaction that you got to that viral video. They're expecting Mm -hmm. to sort of win the lottery. They put the book out and all of a sudden, you know, two million people happen to buy it. And what happened with you with the viral video, I think you can probably – look at it with different with different eyes now that it wasn't just the quality of the story cuz here's the same story in the book and it didn't have that reaction there's some sort of you know some people write a book that wins the lottery some people right. just get lucky <laughs> but yep. that's a pretty small percentage of people and so to write a book that makes a difference you need to to have a plan for how you're going to reach your audience so what are some of the things you've done since the book has come out to connect with readers?
1: Well, you know, I, I've tried a lot of different things, um, you know, and some have certainly worked better than others. Um, but I, I think the one thing is um, you have to keep your, your uh, face out there as much, you know, so the more that you can get involved with, um interviews and those types of things and just keeping the uh you know the publicity alive I think is is a real positive thing I think the other thing is that you you really have uh, got to become, you know, or add a lot of expertise in the social media, you know, by uh, finding ways that you can incorporate uh, parts of your or lessons in your book or uh, little segments that you can send out in all the various, you know, whether it's tweeting it or putting it on Facebook or, you know, uh, all the different ways that you can do it. Um, and, you know, I, I think – Uh, you know, with the, with the, because I do a lot of speaking is that, you know, certainly you can sell your books as a back in a room and or negotiate as part of the package where everybody in the audience would get a book. Um, and And those are some things that uh, early on, I wasn't that aware of it. Now, you know, those are always the things we, we try to make sure we bring up when I go out to speak someplace, um, because I think the more that you can get it in people's hands, especially when you, you know you're getting a lot of nice reviews, I think that that's hugely important. Uh, though, you know, the other thing is, uh, it, it's interesting if like we had some you know pretty uh, you know big names in, in the sports business that endorsed the book. But uh I found that uh what what you need to do though, I think uh taking a step further is you gotta have somebody that's really gonna reach out that has a big platform themselves you know and uh, they would be willing to reach out to their following and really recommend the book. We didn't use that resource. Uh, I think that was a mistake that if I was to do it again, I definitely, you know, some of the people that did endorse it, um, if you can get them to, you know, get their tribe that's following them uh, to get the book, I think that's hugely important as well.
0: Yeah, that's a fantastic piece of advice. What are some of the things, uh, if you can think of any, not to put you on the spot, but anything that you did that you wouldn't do again from a promotional perspective? Any investments you made or, you know, things you tried that just really didn't work? Well, you
1: know, I I think uh, the one thing, uh, and I'll say this, because of my circumstances, in fact, I'm retiring in three weeks from my teaching job because I'm going to go and speak professionally full-time at noon on the side. Wow. Um, But but I think the one thing that... um, was a real challenge for me is that when our book came out, is that I was still doing a full time teaching job. I was still coaching and I'm speaking, uh, you know, as, on a part time basis. Is that there's not enough hours in the day? Like I, I read, um, you know, with some of the authors that have made a huge and with their book where they were on some type of uh, you know, interview or media thing, you know, like at least once a day, if not multiple times a day for for months. And uh, but that, that's very it was very challenging. Because of where I was in my life, with with the various uh, commitments I had, um, that I couldn't make a you know a big high priority uh, to promote my book. Uh, but I would say to any author, you know, if your book is something you really want to try to sell a lot of copies, uh, you know, it's got to be a major part of what you do for a, a good segment of time. Uh, because if you don't, uh, you know, it's going to kind of go by the wayside.
0: Yeah. Um, the other so, thing i 'll
1: just say one other thing is that um, you 've got to be careful to uh, with book signings uh, is that Book signings can be uh, very effective, but if, you, if they're not well-publicized and really getting the word out, they can be a real flop, and I've had both. I've had some that were really good, and I've had some that, you know, they were, you know I was there for three hours and we had three people show up. So you just got to be really careful of uh, making sure that it's very well-publicized and getting the word out if you're going to do a book signing because uh, they can be deceiving if you uh, if you don't do a good job of that.
0: Well, And what, so if, if, a, if a really crappy book signing is three people in three hours, what's like a hugely successful book signing?
1: I would say that would be uh, where you could, you know, sell uh, 25 to 50 books an hour. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so that you're getting out, you know, getting people there, or, the, you know, we actually have a line <laughs> uh, waiting for you to sign it.
0: Um Let's talk about the process of writing because you actually had a writing partner. Was it a ghostwriter or a co-author? How what how did that relationship work and how how did you write the book? Did you write different sections or how did that work? He was
1: the, you know, I wouldn't call cuz we did, you know, call ourselves co-writers, but um uh, basically he uh Put most of the writing down on paper, and then i uh what we did we met a tremendous amount of times and uh, you know he well, we did a uh, you know a lot of interviews together to go through the you know so that I was sharing the story, so we spent a lot of time together we also interviewed a lot of um uh celebrities um that also made comments for the book. Uh, as well, and then from there the process is that when uh, Mike, my co-author, would start writing, I would send—he would send it, uh, you know some copy to me. I would assess it. Uh, I have a usually uh, my wife also look at it as well, and then uh, and then we would uh, you know make adjustments, and that was the process going through. So uh, the other thing that's uh, about a book um, is it's a labor. Of, it better be a labor of love because it's very time-consuming, no question about it.
0: Yeah. Um, So here's a really good uh, piece of advice. I'm going to guess that the way you wrote this is basically the co-author was interviewing you and then he would kind of type that up and organize it in some way. Correct. So for people, because I get this all the time, and, and for some people there are actual like physical limitations to typing, Um, But if you have a story and you feel like you aren't the one to write it, having somebody interview you and put that down uh, is a good way to get it out and hopefully it sounds like your voice when you read it. Does it feel true to your story and your experience? It did for me, yes. Yes. uh, Yeah, I I think that's really the key is if it's somebody who can really interview you, spend a lot of time with you on the phone or in person and just really get your voice and being able to translate that into writing is a really good uh, partnership, especially when you have such a, you know, such a clear story and an idea for a book. Right. The one thing so that we did he... able to,
1: uh, step step up on is the fact that my co-author is a uh, newspaper writer, so he's very used to interviewing people and trying to, you know, go with their voice. So that was helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once you uh once you had the manuscript done, did you work with an editor with an agent? How did you get it to the next stage?
1: You know, that that's a very unique story uh that I, I got to say uh you know like the uh that the book was called The Coach of Miracle and uh, we actually one of the early process we did reach out and um, we did have a um uh, an agent at, at one time, and, and actually we were very, uh we thought the agent was very good, Uh but um, for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. And then we actually started, because it, 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 there is some faith base to it, um, both my my co-author and myself are Catholics, and so is J-Mac. Um, so we actually reached out to some of the... Um, bigger catholic uh, publishers and uh, one of them was very interested and then for whatever reason I can't explain it uh, backed off and then the interesting thing so we were really talking about self-publishing and I had a unique experience I was actually in a mass uh, during Easter and there was a book being uh, given away and it was called Rediscovering Your Catholicism and I read the book and I enjoyed it and the author I knew nothing about um, but uh, I enjoyed the book so uh, his name was Matthew Kelly, and I actually uh, sent him a donation and a note that I felt like I lived in a miracle. And because uh, I, I uh, you know, I did some research and found that he was a paraplegic writer, and asked if he had any advice. And uh, to make a long story short, he uh, actually um, got the manuscript from us and enjoyed it so much. He had his own little uh, publishing company. And he actually published it for us. So uh, it was uh, kind of a unique way that I would say probably most of your authors uh, didn't get that type of uh, uh, publishing way done. But uh, it worked for us.
0: Yeah, that is definitely an approach. But, you know, the thing I think to take away from that is just that everyone's book journey is different and it doesn't always look like what you think it's going to look like. So when you... You know, when you uh, finished the manuscript or when you were thinking about a book, I'm guessing your plan was a traditional publishing route? It was. And so you you got an agent, and then normally Mm -hmm. what would happen at that point is the agent would shop that around to different publishers, and it sounds like the agent did that, and there was even some interest. And then you would get a contract or sometimes there's a, there's an auction or kind of a bidding war for who wants to publish it and you'd get in advance. And right. sometimes the agent can't sell it and you're locked into a contract for six months or a year until you can either find another agent or try to do it on your own. In your case, did your agent just let you out of the contract when you found another publisher or had the contract already finished at that point? Uh, the
1: contract, um, you know, I... I I can't remember if it was, uh, if it had actually ended or, not. you know what, I think we actually still had a month, but um, he felt at that point um, that uh, it was best that we just, uh, you know, try a different direction. So, uh, yeah, so Yeah. So we didn't... I mean, uh,
0: that's a great, that, that's a great, surprising story, but it's a great story. A lot of people... Um, you know, get stuck in contracts with their agent and they can't do anything. So the fact that you guys ended up finding a whole other way um, is, is just a testament, I think, to the book. The book was meant to be out there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know,
1: I, I will say that uh, you know one of the keys I talk about in my keynotes is perseverance, and uh, we definitely uh, <laughs> did that to the hilt in getting this book published for sure.
0: <laughs> That's like listening to your own medicine, right? You're like, oh yeah, no, I can't yeah, risk that no, no, and not do it. Yeah. Um,
1: the other thing well, I would tried... say is that. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say the other advice I would say is that, uh, you know, you really got to have that belief and faith uh, when you do a book that, uh, you know, you're going to find a way to get it published. And I think that was a really valuable lesson that we learned, you know, that, you know, we went through some real obstacles. I mean, we went, you know, first at took some time to get an agent, and then we were really pleased with our agent, and then that didn't work out, and then we had a couple of other possibilities that didn't work out. But, you know, it was a real testament that you just got to hang in there, and we believe so strongly in the book that, um, you know, we found a way.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, how you're, how having a book, um, and, and I guess this is also tied with having this story in your life, but how has having a book, um, made a difference in your life. What are the things? Some of the things that you've done as an author that you you know didn't do as a, as as an unknown basketball coach.
1: <laughs> well, I I think you know the, the the initial thing is just the the proud pride that you get from being an author. I think that's a a really neat experience. Um, I think the other thing that for me personally because I'm doing a lot of professional speaking is uh, you know I belong to the National Speakers Association and I remember you know when I've gone to different book uh, workshops that uh, they they would say you know the the book is a, is a great business card for you and I I found that uh, uh, that is very, very true. You know, that when I'm going out and, you know, connecting with people that, you know, possibly I, you know, will lead to some type of speaking that I could send a book or, you know, you can give it as a gift. I mean, there's just a lot of options you can use the book as a, you know, a very powerful connector.
0: So let's talk about speaking because I think speaking, you know, certainly you can be a speaker without a book, um, but having a book definitely helps you get uh, speaking engagements. Um, So how what's the process of getting a speaking engagement and how does having a book help you or how has it helped you?
1: Well, I think first the process uh, of getting uh, speaking engagements is that again, um, you have to Come up with a plan, and, and I'm a, probably a little bit off the beaten path because, uh, you know, until next month, I, I have not done it full time. So, I uh, so my my speaking has been somewhat limited because of my schedule, uh, but. But I think the uh, first thing is with the speaking is you got to have a, a really good website, and uh, so that you know when people um, when you start to get out there in the social media world or connecting with people that you can get them to their website, and, and you do that by giving them opportunities. Like for example, I, I have a newsletter so people can sign up for that. I, I have a weekly blog that I do so people can look at that. You know, uh, on, on uh, by the, the way, everybody, thing. don't
0: you coach? CoachJimJohnson.com. So it's Coach Jim J-I-M Johnson J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com, and you can see some of the stuff that Jim's talking about here.
1: Right. I think the other thing that's hugely important is that you have a demo video, and a demo video is something that's professionally done where you can. You uh, one of the huge things that I didn't know right away because I was kind of thrust into the speaking world was that. You should try as much as you can when you go out and speak to get your speeches videoed. And so then you can start to put together I, uh, you know, sometimes uh, clients will actually want a whole speech, but most of the time they're looking at a video. And, and so much is now is done on internet with the with the website. So, like I have a demo video right on my website, so people can go on. And on the demo video, you you put clips. Um, it's good if you have somebody a professional do a voiceover and, and kind of give a little feedback, uh, you know, what what you're all about as a speaker. And then also um, the other thing that's hugely important is to get testimonials. You know, once you start speaking where people are writing, but I, what's even more powerful is if you can get some video testimonials and put those on mm. your demo video or put them on your website so people are are both seeing, uh, you know, people saying think good things, and you can also have some written testimonials on there. Uh, which I think is hugely important. You know, it's like anything, uh, you know, once you can start to get the word out there that you're an effective speaker and you'll make a difference and, um, you know, you're, you're very good to work with, uh, you, you start building that reputation. I think that's hugely important. You know, and then having the book, I think, is just an added credibility, you know, that you're a published author and, as I mentioned earlier, you know, you, you have opportunities where you can um, – make it as part of your speaking package where you try to get the book to everyone in the audience, or you can do it as, you know, back-of-the-room sales afterwards. Uh, uh, you know, it's also a ni- nice way to connect when you're trying to reach out to people like, uh, you know, that you somebody might recommend, hey, uh, you know, John Jones is looking for a speaker, and, you know, you might know him a little bit, and you start by uh, sending him uh, a book, you know. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. another way to make a, make a connection with them. Uh, so, yeah, i i those are you know all nice little ways that you can keep uh but so I think the website and then really having the process on that you know early on in your career that you're you know you're gonna have to vary uh you know if you want to be a speaker you know you're gonna have to do some speaking for free. Uh, and try to build that credibility up, and, and that you're, uh, you know, is more that you get out to speak, and you know, and then uh, you know, get videos so you can assess yourself, and then you know, if you can get some people, that's one of the reasons I've uh, joined the National Speakers Association, and I've met some wonderful speakers that have helped mentor me some, and you know, helped me uh, gain uh, you know both um, more ability in the marketing piece and more ability on the platform.
0: Yeah. So. Um- I'm sure you've had the experience when you're at a, you know, maybe it's a cocktail party or at a networking event and you tell people you're an author and they say, I've always wanted to write a book. And how, how did you do it? How did you get it done? What, what's the advice you, give, you would give to somebody who wants to write a book but they haven't, for whatever reason, been able to finish it? What do you tell people?
1: I think the huge thing is it's very simple, but a lot of people just don't want to do it. Is you got to get started. And I think when you write yourself a goal, that you know I'm going to complete a book in six months or a year or whatever you decide, and then you know it's like the famous little saying, "How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time." You know, you got to just start writing. You know, in my case. Uh, uh, you know, I had a co-author that uh, you know, so we we did a regular schedule when we met, you know, and how we were going to lay the book out and you know all those things. So, but the, the huge thing is is just getting started. In, in writing, and as you're writing, uh, you know, I, I want to reemphasize is that make sure um, because you know, at the bottom line, when you finish the book, you want to get it out to as many people as you can. Is you also got to put together a plan of action, a marketing plan, of how, how you know the different way, avenues that you're going to try to
0: promote the book. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and now I'm just curious: Do you have you stayed in touch with uh, with JMac, and and what's his story now?
1: Absolutely, uh, J. Mac and I actually are very, very close, even closer than we were uh, back in 2006. Uh, he is actually one of my assistant basketball coaches. Um, he, he's doing wonderful. He, in fact, he's uh, he's a great illustration of the power of goal setting. He's actually, the last couple of years, he's gotten very big into running. And a couple of years ago, he came to me and he said, Coach, I want to run a marathon. And uh, he had been a runner in high school, but he had kind of gotten away from it when he got out of high school. And I said, really? I said, what's your goal in the marathon? He goes, you know, I'm not sure. Let me think about it. And he came back to me a couple days later. He says, Coach, I want to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And I said, what's the qualifying time for your age? He says, three hours and five minutes. And I kind of gulped him like, "Uh, J-Mac, that's pretty fast. And uh, yeah. he, he he actually went out and ran the Rochester Marathon, and I'm happy to share with you he ran it in three hours and just under one minute and qualified. In this past Boston Marathon, he actually ran in the marathon, and he set another goal. And his goal this time was to run under three hours, and I'm happy to tell you he did that as well. He ran two hours fifty-seven minutes and five seconds. So, J Mac is doing wonderfully well. Our relationship continues to grow, and um, uh, in fact, he's going to be speaking. I have a teaching retirement party uh, for myself tonight, so he's going to be speaking at that. So that's uh, our relationship. Amazing, is, well, uh, wonderful.
0: Congratulations on on your teaching career. How many years were you a teacher? Uh,
1: thirty-three. Yeah.
0: Thirty-three years. Well, congratulations yep. on thirty-three years on your retirement. Here's to a successful uh, full-time speaking career. And well, thank you, uh, Jim jim johnson he is the author of a coach and a miracle you can get that at coachjimjohnson.com or on amazon um so many great lessons on, in this book both about this this story but also just life lessons so jim thanks for being here and for your book
1: well, thank you. Can I just add one quick thing, uh, Dr. Angela? Is that uh, sure, sure. I actually have hooked up with a local autism uh, organization, Roger College Autism Up, and if uh, people do purchase my book uh, off of my website, I actually donate a uh, dollar fifty uh, to that organization because I'm partnering with them. So uh,
0: just fantastic! To so go there. buy the book on Jim's website. Um, we are going to be back next week doing what we do here, changing the world one book at a time. The book begins. The rest is still unwritten. Yeah.